0: This is Emma and Logan and welcome to another episode of Empowered by Choice. We're here together today at the Ananda Wellness Retreat down the south coast in Jamberoo. Very beautiful. Logan is working here now as the retreat centre manager, and I'm very lucky I get to come down and be a retreat host or retreat facilitator once a month, which is super exciting for me. So thank you so much for having me down oh, thank here you for coming. at your beautiful centre. <laughs> um, so 2020 has has finished. Woohoo! <laughs> it's over. We're right at the start of. 2021 we're in that moment of almost taking a breath before the year really kicks off and starts again and over new years we taught a really nice retreat down here called the liminal space so we were looking into that space of liminality that space of nothingness between two separate things so in this case it's between 2020 and 2021 so we were looking at this space of emptiness and thinking about stepping and coming from empty into a new year
1: yeah or coming from another way of looking at it is coming from the old version of you and letting go of whatever's not serving you and consciously stepping forward from that beautiful connected true self
0: Yeah, awesome. So we see this kind of pattern reflected in each moment. We've got creation, maintenance and destruction or release. So in Hindu mythology, that's represented by Brahma, the creator. Vishnu responsible for maintaining and then Shiva the destroyer Um, And then there's almost like a pause before the cycle of creation begins again So we see that literally in every moment with every breath that we take we have an inhale We have a moment where the inhale turns into the exhale We have the exhale and then we have that moment that silence before the cycle begins again yeah, that's beautiful. We see that again monthly in the phases of the moon. We have the waxing of the moon, the full moon, the waning of the moon, and then the new moon. And we even see it on a yearly basis. You yeah. know, we've got, we've got summer or spring, sorry, spring, then summer, then autumn, then winter. Yeah. So that period of creation, of new growth, of spring, summer when we're enjoying everything in its fullness, the flowers are in full bloom autumn where the trees lose their leaves that feeling of release or even that feeling of the harvest you know back back where you're from in Canada that's yeah. that's harvest time yeah. and then we have winter which is that time of silence okay, and yeah. And these cycles just happen all the time. They repeat over and over and over again. So in the microcosm of our breath and in the macrocosm of you know the world, the yearly cycle. But even bigger than that, I think that what we have right now with COVID and the opportunity here is this kind of collective pause, this collective silence before the cycle of creation starts again. And just like your inhale always follows your exhale, what I think people are thinking is that, oh, it's bad. It's going to be bad forever. But it's not possible. Everything comes in cycles. And sometimes when it's good, we think it's going to be good forever. But it's not. This
1: too shall pass. <laughs>
0: yeah, everything happens in cycles. So exactly what you said, this too shall pass and this, mm-hmm. this will move on. And what's most important at this time, I think, we touched on it in our last episode, is the idea of resilience. Resilience.
1: Yeah, resiliency. I was asked actually on the last retreat that I went on what the definition of resiliency was. And my definition was, you know, all I could imagine was this plant and everything is changing around this plant and the seasons and the, you know, like harsh storms or whatever it is that kind of pass around this plant. But it's got these deep roots that are kind of down into the earth. And these roots help that plant stay anchored and grounded, even though everything is changing around you. Um, And I think it's the same as like, if you look at like a mountain, well, mountains are like, they're, they're solid, they're rock solid, and they're, they're, they change slightly, but they, they they're always um, lasting. Do you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't blow away or they don't crumble. Sometimes they explode if it's a volcano, but (laughs) there's the idea of like that embodying that those qualities of like the, the roots of a plant or a mountain is just being unwavering in your, in your center and in your soul to be resilient to whatever is happening around you.
0: Yeah. So our resilience really does dictate our ability to deal with change and to cope stress. stress stress and to cope with hardship or perceived hardship and to recover from hardship from the destruction from the destruction which a lot of this has been happening in in 2020 there's been a lot of hardship and definitely a lot of change and you can
1: really see that people's resiliency has been challenged like it, some people are just like blown away by the changes and cannot cope and some people are really cope like really Really thriving almost, um, and I think this is just a really you know it's a it brings a lot of awareness around our resiliency.
0: And yeah, I, I and think,
1: how, sorry, go ahead. Oh, how
0: much we can be affected by change. Yeah. So psychology today identifies three different pillars that they talk about in relation to building our sense of resiliency, and those three pillars are control, coherence and connectedness. And if 2020 has shown us anything, (laughs) it has shown us that whatever control we thought we had over it's our lives. It's just an illusion. <laughs> I remember I was talking to my dad, um, probably in February. It must have been before COVID happened. And he was saying, you know, what are your plans? What are the plans for the year Em? What's happening? What are the plans? And I was saying, oh, I'm just going to kind of go with it, like go with the flow, see what happens. And he's like, no, you got to have a plan. You need a plan. And I remember a few months later, I turned to him and I'm like, how are those plans, dad? how they going (laughs) because I think it just goes to show like we do have an element of perceived control over our life or we think we do but really we don't and that's quite scary that's quite a confronting thing to realize yeah but I think there's
1: also like an opportunity you know how um Emma has her boss talks a lot about how you know things that we can perceive as destruction or the end is an opportunity and even you know, when people say to me like, Oh, I just got fired or I lost my job um, and I learned this from Muji. I was in a um a satsang in India and he talked about how when people tell them they've he they, they've lost their job or they've got fired, he says, Congratulations. Because that means something even better than you could have even imagined is on its way.
0: Yeah, Toby and I were just speaking about this about, and it relates to plans because my partner Toby and I um, used to, I guess, cut like butt heads a little bit because I was very goal focused. I was very similar to my dad, you know, adopted those stories and those ways of being from my dad. Like, what's the plan? What's the goal? Achieve the goal. Work towards the goal. What are your goals, Toby? What are your plans? And Toby would always say, like, oh, I'm just going to see what happens. I'm just going to go with it. I used to find it a little bit frustrating Uh, but we were talking the other day so what Toby does now as a full-time job, full-time he fits out pole studios and installs poles in people's homes. Which is something he loves doing and is
1: really good at and he's basically the only one in the market that does this, the way that he does
0: it. Yeah, so he's known as the pole doctor but literally I think five six years ago, this kind of thing wouldn't have existed and ten years ago this wouldn't have even been possible to think about and so for all the plans and goals and whatever we can make maybe what we're stepping towards doesn't even exist yet so it's not even something that we can imagine what like how beautiful is that for toby that he just
1: always had that faith And that whatever was meant to be for him was on its way to him.
0: Yeah, it's so true. And even me now, like I've got a job as a group fitness manager for pole dancers. You know, this would not have existed a few years ago. It just the pole industry didn't exist maybe 20 years ago. So there's no way that this could have been something that I, you know, wrote in my journal. Like, yes, I'm going to move towards this goal. This is going to happen because it was completely beyond my imagination what actually came to to me.
1: Yeah. And it's funny because I was just telling Emma that, you know, for the longest time, the the thing that I wanted the most was just to be a permanent retreat host at a luxury retreat. Like it was all I wanted. And I was like, that's like the ideal job for me. That's, you know, that's it because I wanted to immerse myself in the life. But when I realized that it was taking me away from my family and it was taking me away from my husband I never even imagined that this would be where we were at and like that I could work with my husband at a retreat and be with my kids on retreat every day. I never like, you know, to have kids at a retreat, like that wasn't a thing. You just couldn't do that. You couldn't have that. And now look at, I'm here.
0: Yeah, so we we think we have control over our lives, but we really don't.
1: <laughs> but how beautiful is that? You know, it's- like we don't even have to worry about it. It's taking us on our path and it's it's actually so connected to what we were meant to be in this lifetime, not we what we thought we needed to be. Yeah. Because I think we, like coming from, and I was the same as you, Emma. I had you know, a, a, um, parents that were very driven and and wanted. I don't know. I call it the illusion of success because who's to say what's successful, right? A lot of people have different ideas about what's successful, but it was like driven by money and status and and stuff like that but the thing is like for me success is like feeling good in my heart and being connected and and following that path of consciousness that is my success but for other people that might not look that way and and they might not even know you know what I mean like when I was younger when I was in my teens or going to school for process piping and and (laughs) Like that, that was not what I had my ideas of success was, but I don't think I even knew what my success looked like then.
0: Yeah. So when we, when we, I guess these perceived things that we have control over perceived control kind of collapses, it does give us an opportunity to start again from that space of nothingness Mm -hmm. in some cases, quite literally nothingness. Yeah. The destruction and then the emptiness after the destruction. Before we begin to create again. Um, And when we are creating, thinking about the things that you do have control over, because although in the broader scope of the world and this kind of thing, we don't actually have as much control as we like to think we do, especially not over other people. Like our partners, for example. <laughs> um, so, what we can control are things like things to do with our health, things to do with you know what we put into our bodies what we're consuming, what we're eating, what we're drinking. I also honestly like to look at what I'm putting into my body in terms of what information I'm consuming. So what am I watching? What movies am I watching? What What conversations are you having? That's the next one. Yeah. What conversations are you having and how are they making you feel? Are they lifting you up to come to a better place or are they maybe not? Um, So really starting to look at what you do have control over. You do have control over if you want, to stop and sit and take a few deep breaths at the start of the day you do have control over what time you go to bed you do have sometimes you do have control over what you're putting into your body Um, so really thinking about control in that sense in the sense of what we can control because what we can control is it is quite limited
1: well and even like that that takes me back to like what even what we're saying in conversation you know our the 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 commentary that's playing in our heads or the the commentary that turns into our thoughts. You know what I mean? Like how these conversations turn into our thoughts and then we're feeding ourselves those thoughts over and over. So being aware of the thoughts as well is a really good one because we can control... To a certain degree, what thoughts we're thinking by the things that we're feeding, or ourselves. how much we
0: indulge in those thoughts, yes. how much we buy into yes. the story. Yeah, because the thoughts... thoughts will always come. Yeah, the yeah. thoughts are going to happen. Yeah,
1: we're human. <laughs> if, you're, if you're human, you have thoughts.
0: I love. Yeah, some <laughs>
1: of them are not helpful.
0: <laughs> a teacher once said to me, "He's like, yeah, your thoughts are like leaves in a stream, and there will always be more leaves coming down <laughs> that stream." <laughs> so, really looking at what we can control. And really being accepting around what we can't control because it's oh my god it that it's more than frozen. you think. <laughs> Olaf in Frozen two yeah he makes a nice comment about about I think noticing what you can control in you know when sin- things feel out of control controlling what we can when things feel out of control <laughs> so true so the next pillar that's identified by psychology today the second pillar in terms of developing resilience is coherence and that's really challenging at the moment because there's not a coherent narrative around what's going on in relation to covid and what's best practice and what's best to do and what's real and what's not real yeah yeah and i think everybody really is just trying to do their best with the information that they have but the information that they have have is not always coherent with with all the information that's available out there so I think just recognizing that this is a little bit of a confusing time and maybe you can sit in that flux of emotions that's happening you know there's, there's obviously some fear some confusion some doubt some unknown into the unknown back to Frozen 2 <laughs> Everything comes back to Frozen 2 <laughs> Such right a now. good story. <laughs> um, so can you sit in, in the confusion and just try and work out, you know, what what's right for you in this moment, but also what's right for the other people that you need to deal with? Because I think part of managing this situation is keeping your fear under control, but also helping manage other people's fear. Yeah. Um, and also to be, like, really discerning
1: about the information that you see, like, you know, in the – is it – the social media, social dilemma. Um, they talk a lot about how like even the information that comes in through our phone on our Facebook feed and stuff like curated. that is curated. So just having a lot of discernment when we are getting new information to be like, you know, you don't have to
0: believe everything everyone says or every piece of information that comes your way. Yeah. And also look at creating a sense of ease for yourself. I was yeah. in a shop the other day um, with my mask on. So I put my mask on and went in because I wanted to go into the shop. And so I went in because I wanted to go into the shop, so I popped my mask on, no problem, was you know going around the shop and another lady came in and she was angry that she had to wear a mask. She's like, this is so stupid. I can't believe we have to wear the mask. This is ridiculous kind of thing. And I think you know you can do things in a calm way or you can do things in an angry way. The rule at the moment is that if I want to go into the shop, I need to wear a mask and I can do that in a calm way, which is good for my system. Or I can do it in an angry way, which is probably not so great for my system, probably not so great for my immune system either. Yeah. So I think just creating coherence within yourself, which for me is represented by a feeling of of calmness, of that groundedness that you spoke about earlier yeah. and and moving through life, doing what I need to do while keeping my internal state as calm and as coherent as possible yeah
1: and like staying true to yourself you know if you didn't if you really didn't want to wear a mask like don't go into the shop
0: yeah you can't send, go into
1: the shop send someone else or because like I noticed myself we went to Bunnings the other day and it's same mandatory in Bunnings to wear the mask and I was like I noticed my thoughts come up around having to wear the mask and like don't tell me what to do and I don't <laughs> want to do that and and then I was like well listen hey like I cannot go into the shop and I can send Lachlan in because Lachlan was not bothered. He was like, yeah, whatever. If I have to wear a mask for five minutes, that's fine. Um, And I could have just sent him in and went and sat in the vehicle. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wear the mask for five minutes. As soon as I felt like I was getting like, you know how they get like all sweaty and gross feeling because it wasn't like a good mask. It was one they provided for us. And as soon as I felt myself not wanting to wear the mask anymore, I just went back out to the car. And instead of arguing with them and creating all this like disturbance within myself, I was like, I'm just going to make the choice that's best for me in this moment. And then in the next moment, I'm going
0: to make the next right choice. Back to Frozen. Back to Frozen 2, the next (laughs) right thing. So I think keeping that sense of coherence within yourself as much as possible. And finally, the third pillar that they identify is connection or connectedness. So this is obviously easy with with people in our lives you know you can reach out with a phone call or a text or zoom (laughs) you can zoom someone but also I think what's really important is that connection with ourselves with that that Mm. kind of quiet place within ourselves and trying to foster that connection as much as possible because those are those deep and grounded roots that help Mm. us feel stable while all kinds of things are going on around us all kinds of changes and shifts yeah I try and keep you
1: know, as I was speaking about nature and sitting with the creek, like that for me, staying with that connection within within myself, like not having to have external things connect me. It's like thinking about the connection inside and, and knowing that, it, you know, it doesn't matter whether you're sitting in nature or whether you're sitting in the office, you have the choice to make that connection and to feel that connection within yourself. Yeah, beautiful. It's like not closing the door on those experiences
0: carrying them with you yeah but noticing your internal state Mm. while you are moving through these things exactly so control coherence and connection or connectedness the three pillars of helping you develop a stronger sense of resilience the ability to withstand the storm to be buffeted around by all these different things and changes going on but to keep your in inner self your inner system strong coherent and connected within yourself
1: yeah i had a uh he was a doctor an integrative doctor and he always said you know if if people stopped looking for external stability and they started
0: creating internal stability the whole world would change perfect (laughs) note to finish on so guys if you want to find us we are at empowered by choice on instagram